Hopefully we get some people in his live tonight. Um, try to hop on last night. <clears throat> Only jerk hopped in. <laughs> it was kind of like, um, it was a bad time, I guess. It was like 1130 something <clears throat> on a weekday. We got Harvey Dent in the room. What's up, Harvey? What's going on, bro? <clears throat> how's the, um, how's the mic coming in? Is it, too, is it too loud or I think the mic's too loud. Hold on one sec. We got I am the belt in the room. What's up, belt? Let me just kick this mic down a little bit. Harvey says, uh, oh, I am the belt says I think Colby wins. Um, Harvey says these late lives are hard to get to. I know, man. I know. I'm sorry. I'm the belt says Mike is good. Awesome. Harvey says Mike is great as always. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys. So, um, so Bell says he um he thinks Kobe wins. Yeah, man. I mean that's um that's the sentiment of like a lot of people. You know, it's um like I'm picking Jorge to win, but but I'm the first one to admit that <clears throat> that's more of like a gut instinct thing. Like logically, you kind of have to go with Kobe. You know, Kobe has been Kobe like lately his streak has been better, right? I mean, who he lost to Camaro and that. Pretty much, that's about it, right? <clears throat> and like recent years, and Jorge, well, Jorge lost twice to Usman, but the momentum, I believe, is a little bit more with Kobe, especially since um, he had a better performance against Usman. Like Masvidal got knocked out, so that's you know coming back from like a brutal knockout like that. That's kind of like always an uphill battle. <clears throat> You know, that's a big question mark. That was something that was a debate itself as well. Uh, hold on, guys. Let me just adjust the camera. It's kind of cutting off the names. All right, that's better. But, yeah, going back to Masvidal's knockout, um, that was something that was discussed. Like, people were saying that, um, you know, is he going to come back the same after that knockout? Um, because, like, crazy knockouts like that affect people. And I would say, yeah, like, I mean, that's, you know, if you're a human being, like most, most likely like a knockout like that's going to really affect you. Um, you know, you start second guessing yourself. If you could take a punch like that again, uh, if your chin is cracked, you know, um, Bisbee admitted it. He said, you know, on a live or, or on his, um, on his YouTube channel, he said after his knockout to Dan Henderson, you know, he was he was questioning himself a little bit. And when he fought Dan Henderson for the second time, it was the same thing. Like that was like in the back of his head. He was afraid of getting knocked out brutally like that again. But he got over it. <clears throat> so but as far as like Masvidal, like I, I feel like Jorge is <clears throat> Jorge's cut from like a certain cloth. Like I really don't think that bothers him. You know, like similar to like Cowboy Cerrone. Like KOs don't even bother that guy, <laughs> you know. But but then again, Kobe's—I mean, um, Cowboy's never been flatlined like that. But I think Jorge's cut from that cloth. But I don't think the dude cares. I just think he likes to scrap. Um, he has a lot of confidence in himself. I think he'll be—I think he'll be all right. I don't think he's going to be gun shy. <clears throat> all right, Harvey says. Um, I'm most excited for Holland. He's going to be a title threat, in my opinion. He won't be super super undersized like he was at middleweight. Already uh, has great striking and crazy power, and six foot three with an eighty-one inch reach. I actually do want to talk about Holland. Just give me one second, guys. Oh my God, people are like making so much noise outside. 
Um, okay, where was I? Oh, Holland, Holland. <clears throat> yeah, so so um, Kevin Holland dropping to a 170. Um, he's a really, really tall 170 pounder. <laughs> like you said, bro, he's six foot three. So he's going to have these like natural like gifts and stuff like that. <clears throat> you know, reach and height. And when a dude is like that tall, it's uh, it's also difficult to like to catch their chin. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's definitely going to have like physical attributes that are going to help him, you know, help him in the division, which is good. And as far as like 185, yeah, I think he was kind of undersized. He wasn't undersized as far as like height in reach but like body mass like muscle mass um so yeah i mean the dude he has really unorthodox uh effective striking and he's been working on his takedown offense who was he working with he he wasn't he um didn't he go to uh dc's gym what is it uh is it aka i think it was he worked with dc so if Kevin Holland's freaking uh, takedown defense and his ground game improves, damn, that dude that dude is definitely going to be a problem for sure. He got knocked out last fight though, right? Didn't he get knocked out in some like weird way? He was saying something about an illegal strike. I totally forgot. I am the belt says Kobe looked much better on the skills than Masvidal did. <clears throat> I only saw pictures. I saw like a like a little brief video. Um, I really didn't like study them too much. I saw that uh, Jorge had abs. <laughs> he had like legit abs, which is like, that's a great sign. That that kind of means like the dude, um, you know, he got in, he got in really good shape. You know, he took it serious because <clears throat> I don't think um, Jorge doesn't want to lose to Kobe. He he definitely doesn't want to lose to Kobe. That, that's motivating that guy so much. Uh, we got John Ferguson in the room. El Pico Cooey. <laughs> What's going on, bro? Uh Ferg says he got hit he got headbutted. Oh, okay. So Kevin Holland got headbutted. I totally forgot about that. I knew it was like a weird knockout. Like something happened. Natero's in her room. What's up, Natero? Uh Natero says I got Kobe via by decision. I think that's probably like most most people's like opinion. Uh Kobe via decision, right? Which is really, I mean, it's <clears throat> it's kind of logical that that exactly that that might happen. Um, you know, Kobe uh spamming takedowns, taking Jorge down, uh, controlling him, not letting him get back up. You know, wash rinse repeat for like five rounds, super possible. I, I'd say like seventy percent chance that happens, <clears throat> which is really weird because I'm still picking Jorge to win. I may be like totally off, and I admit that. And if I'm totally off and Jorge gets, like, dominated and scraped, I'll come back here like I always do and be like, dudes, like, I was so wrong. And for you guys that called it 100% correct, props to you guys. But um, I don't know. I just got a funny feeling that Jorge's going to come in so motivated. I think he worked really hard. And he's he's very dangerous with the stand-up, man. I, I just, I don't know. I think he's going to do something. But we'll see. <clears throat> but back to the skills. Yeah, I have to, like analyze and really look at like what they look like at the skills from what i saw though kobe looked good too though <clears throat> kobe's always in shape like name a fight when that dude's not ripped you know he's always in shape and it says i feel like um jorge was very irritated by kobe he was man he was you know what's crazy guys um <clears throat> as much as cold-blooded as masvidal is 
And as much he says that it's just business, business, how he says business, um, you can see it in his eyes. Like his eyes look like red. They look like teary. You can see like the anger in his eyes. And um, I think um, what triggered him the most is um, having his wife talked about and his kids. <clears throat> now, mind you, um, Colby didn't. He didn't explicitly talk about Masvidal's kids per se. He didn't say like you know. Your kid looks like a giraffe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't say anything about his kids, but his kids were implicated in the trash talk. And that that would trigger a lot of people. And Masvidal definitely seems like a family guy. Um, so <clears throat> in his mind, he certainly crossed the line. So he he very well might fight emotional. But I feel like I feel like that's a part of Kobe's game plan, you know? <clears throat> and if Jorge's smart. He'll shut off the mental aspect and he'll just fight strategically if he could. Because, like, if he fights emotionally, he's just going to be easier to take down. And um, and it also might gas him out. Because if he goes in there trying to, like, knock Kobe out, like, early, you know, all crazy, like, with no strategy, um, it's he's going to, he's gonna you know, blow his wad early. And Kobe Covington plays a psychological game. He's very intelligent. As cringy as he is, he's actually really intelligent in his approach. Harvey says, uh, Kobe striking looks great, but against Usman. <coughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, um, Usman's getting better and better. I wouldn't say Usman's, like, a great striker yet. You know, great strikers are, like, Wonderboy Thompson, um, Israel Adesanya, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. You would say like all these, all those dudes are like great strikers. You know what I mean? Um, my elbow's looking crazy. Look at that. It looks like I hurt my elbow. <laughs> I got like a goose egg. Actually, one time I did have like a super crazy goose egg on my elbow. I, um, like I tore something. Like I was grappling and my elbow was like stuck on the mat and like I was like, I forgot what the hell happened. Like some, like I rolled with somebody and something tore in there. It's called a bursa sack. You actually have them in your knuckles. And it's funny because I actually damaged them on my knuckles as well, but I tore it in my elbow and I had like a giant goose egg. I should post it on the channel. I, I could post so many damn injury pictures. <clears throat> Where was I? I? I don't even remember. Anyway, I just went on a rant. Um, <clears throat> Let me see. Did I skip a comment over? Let me see. Let me see. Freaking asthma is killing me. I'm trying not to cough in the mic. Uh, Pico Kui says, Kobe by decision, easy money. Do you guys bet, by the way? Any of you guys Any of you guys bet? I just signed up for um, DraftKings. I was told that DraftKings is pretty good. I used to use Bovada, but I'm, I'm going to try out DraftKings. I really, don't, I really don't bet like that, but if I feel really confident about a, a fight, I will. Harvey says, I have Kobe, but do let's be real. He has to shoot instantly. I know Usman knocked George Jorge out, but let's be real. If there's no takedown threat, if there's no takedown threat, let's see if Usman could last 20 seconds while Jorge's standing. Yeah, I mean, like Harvey, I'm so glad that you're saying that and just being honest and kind of keeping it real. Um, I believe Jorge has Jorge has better stand up than Usman. As crazy as that shit sounds, as crazy as that sounds, I feel like he's slicker. He's more confident. He's he's um more comfortable standing. Not confident. I meant to say comfortable. Um, has better setups. He's he's just trickier. Just he's just a he's a better striker. You know, more fluid. Hold on a sec, guys. There's a bunch of sirens. I live in a city area, so 
Sometimes it gets a little noisy. All right, they pass. Here we go. Here we go. So yeah, back to the striking thing. Um, yeah, if if Jorge manages to stuff uh, Kobe's takedowns, I think that more than likely Kobe's gonna have problems. And it's like, man, he's come a long way. Like he's actually a really competent striker. He looks very dangerous himself. He just doesn't have power like that. He just attacks you with volume. And, you know, if I could put like a percentage on it of like, you know, damage, let's say when Jorge hits you is like an 80%. I feel like when Colby hits you is like a 50%, like 50% power. And he just kind of wears, wears on you. You know what I mean? As the fight goes. And that 50% starts feeding probably like 90% as you're gassing out, as the fight progresses. But Jorge definitely has more damage and shots. I mean, for sure, like... Jorge lands on him a couple of times. Like, I mean, if he lands on him once clean, he could just clean his clock and turn turn his lights out. But the thing is, Kobe's difficult to hit, man. He, um, like, I think he has a great chin, number one. He's super tough. I think he has a great chin. And then the threat of the takedown, as we all know, because we've all seen a sport for a long time. Um, when, when it's a grappler that has a legitimate, um, legitimate, decent takedowns, it makes a striker very cautious of like letting loose, which makes the grappler striking more effective and it diminishes the striker striking. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. So that's, that's kind of like working for Colby and pr- pretty much the same with Habib is the same effect. Like Habib. Okay. So first of all, Habib would beat the hell out of an average person off the street. I got some training. Habib would mess my ass up <laughs> in standing. It's just like there's levels to everything, right? But Habib compared to UFC guys, you know, elites, he doesn't really have good striking. He's got like basic striking compared to like some of the elites. But the thing is, he really doesn't need, you know, more than basic, a basic jab and a one, two, because his, his freaking, um, the threat of the takedown is so great. It's almost like, Habib gets you down once is checkmate. So guys are so worried about that that it affects the it affects their stand up, which opens things up for Habib. So it's it's the same freaking reason. The same same thing with Kobe. Same thing. But I feel like I feel like Jorge hundred percent has underrated takedown defense. He has underrated wrestling. Like I'm reading comments and and you know people out there either they haven't followed Jorge's career or they just flat out underestimating him <clears throat> they just think that Kobe's going to steamroll him in the wrestling department and I would be I would be really shocked I'll be shocked if Kobe takes him down easily in the first round and it starts going bad for Jorge with the takedowns early I mean second round and on third round okay I could see that happening because as the fight goes on Jorge could get more tired but early on I think Jorge's gonna do really well and that that may be like all he needs because if he stuffs take takedowns early and he's able to land on Kobe, you know, guess guess what's gonna happen? You know, he could possibly hurt Kobe, which could like diminish his game going forward. Like if he's stunned, if he's rocked, if he's hurt, you know, that's what Jorge definitely needs to do to win this fight. He has to land on him early and do some damage early. Cause if he doesn't and it starts going into the second and the third round, it's just not gonna go well for him. Ricky's in the room. What's up? Uh, what's going on, Ricky? I'm a little bit behind on comments, guys. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get every single one of them. Ricky says, Slam, are you going to see the, the Batman? I saw it last night and wow, I was blown away. Really, dude? Oh my God. So my girlfriend got us tickets for Sunday. 
<clears throat> so I'm super excited. You know, truth be told, I'm not going to go on a super movie rant. Uh, I know it's an MMA channel, but <clears throat> my favorite Batman is Michael Keaton. My second favorite, it, it might be between, um, well, it's probably Affleck. It's probably Affleck and Christian Bale's up there as well. But when they when they cast Robert Pattinson, I was like super, super skeptical. I'm not even going to lie. I wasn't feeling it, guys, at first. And as I see the trailers and I see more media, I'm like, all right, it's looking kind of good. And then they cast Colin Farrell as um, Penguin. And then I think this guy's name is Plano or Dano or something like that. He was in There Will Be Blood. He's a really good actor. He was also in Prisoners with Hugh Jackman. He's the Riddler. That guy's a great actor, so I think he's going to be a great Riddler. <clears throat> I'm stoked. I'm stoked. When I see it, I'll probably put a post on the community in the community section if it was if it was good or not. Even though it's an MMA channel, I know, I know. Hold on, guys. Let me drink some soda. I'm freaking thirsty. That's one thing I am not good at. I got to drink more water, man. <sighs> okay, what we got here? Natil said, um, <clears throat> Con McGregor. Conor McGregor said Islam win over Bobby Green was embarrassing. <clears throat> what the hell? How was that embarrassing? <laughs> it was like a dominating win. How the hell was that embarrassing? That's weird. Conor, Conor just says things to say him at this point. You know what I mean? Just for attention and to get under people's skin. <clears throat> That's a whole other topic, guys. The, the Conor McGregor title shot thing. Oh my God, that is irritating the shit out of me. Did you guys see that? Like Dana pretty much said that when Connor comes back, most likely he's going to be the one to get the title shot. How does that make sense? Because somebody explained to me, how the hell does that make sense? When was the last time Connor McGregor got a win? I'm not saying that he's not a contender, that he can't win the title again, but how does he, how does he deserve a title shot upon his return? Don't you guys think that McGregor should beat... You know, like a, a rank top rank five guy, like in in you know, um, in spectacular fashion to be considered for like a title shot. Like you got to get a really solid win, right? Based on his like spotty record and like losing. <coughs> and then it's like, how does Islam not deserve it? Like I I get the argument. Like Islam hasn't fought, you know, super, you know, uh, great competition. I get that, but he's also on a 10 fight win streak. And it's like an MMA is like a million ways to lose in a fight. You know what I mean? Like shit just happens. And to, to win 10 fights in a row in dominant fashion against UFC caliber fighters in general, that's crazy impressive. <clears throat> and it's like, if it doesn't go to Islam, like who? Because like the, the battle for the 155 belt is basically like a revolving door up there. So, so. Chandler tried, he failed. Gaethje tried, he failed. Poirier tried, he failed. Came out short. Ferguson's kind of out of the loop. He went down in the rankings. Connor's out of the loop. Who else? I mean, Benil. I don't know what kind of streak Benil has been on. Excuse me. I don't know what kind of streak Benil has been on. There's probably an argument for Benil, but I don't know how like Islam is shot down that quick, you know, by the fans. I, I don't know how you guys feel. Maybe you guys feel like he got to fight like beat like a top top ring guy to deserve a shot but i feel like islam's ready now natil says he said his punches look weak 
Harvey Dent says, um, Connor also called Islam offer his comeback, bro. <clears throat> has balls of steel if he's offered, he will not decline. Oh, Connor called out Islam and he won't decline. I think that's what you're saying, right? Uh, I mean, I feel like Connor got guts. I think Connor pretty much, like, I don't think Connor's afraid of anybody. Like, people have said, like, Connor's, like, afraid of people. Like, I don't, I don't believe that. I just think he's, like, strategic and picking, <clears throat> you know, who he wants to fight against based on, you know, numbers and, and, and if it's like a good matchup and stuff like that, as far as like attention, cause he's a, you know, he's a businessman. Harvey Dent says Islam is going to be next. He raised his, <clears throat> his hand to step in against RDA, but he declined overnight. So now he's going to get rebooked for that. Uh, Dana said, which I don't, which I understand. Don't raise your hand and say no. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I get that. I get that. But it almost seems like it's like punishment, right? It almost seems like it's punishment um, for Islam not accepting a short notice fight. But like you said, nobody put a gun to his head. He volunteered to do it. And they probably figured, oh, we got somebody. And then he just backs out, which puts him in another pickle. So I kind of get the UFC and Dana stance on that as well. I think I read they're going to put, um, they're going to rebook Islam versus, uh, Benil, which sucks for Islam because I feel like he's right there for like a title shot. But, but, you know, as, as us fans, we want to see Benil versus Islam because that's a hell of a fight. <clears throat> that's a hell of a fight. It's a hell of a fight because, you know, Islam's coming along with his striking, but I would say Benil's a better striker, <clears throat> but Islam's getting there. Islam's probably stronger. He's probably more physical, more physically gifted than Benil. <clears throat> but Benil's super tough. He's a veteran at this point. And then if the fight hits the mat, Benil's a world-class grappler. He's medaled like gold. I forgot what what tournaments. Um, I don't know if it was ADCC, but he's literally, literally world-class on the mat. So <clears throat> even though Islam will take him down to the mat, it's not necessarily going to be a safe zone for him for him because Benil's really good on the ground. So, you know, I don't know. I think actually Islam will control Benil on the ground and be okay. I feel like he's savvy enough to not get tapped out or swept, but you never know. You never know. Natil says, I do not like Robert uh, as Batman. I was not a fan of the Riddler. I ain't going to spoil, but that's what I felt. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> when I check it out, uh, Natil says he wasn't even a good detective. <laughs> <clears throat> when I check it out, I'll 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 let you guys know and we'll talk about it, Natero. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm excited just to see it. Just to see what's going on with it. I'm gonna go in with no expectations though, you know. I wish I could sit back a little bit, but I can't really see the screen too well if I sit back too far. Let me see if I can. Hold on, hold on, guys. <clears throat> Jesus, I just realized I totally coughed in the mic. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Just this mic real quick. So it's not in my face. There we go. Okay. Uh, Natero says, Tony was easily my favorite fighter to watch. Yeah. Oh, well, before that, Natero says, the fall of Tony is the saddest thing in MMA. It's definitely one of the saddest things. I mean, I'm going to put the fall of Ferguson, the fall of Chuck Liddell, Rich Franklin fading, 
Um, who else? Who else? I'm trying to think. There's a few guys that fought, you know, fought too long. And, um, and you know, Father Time caught up with him. <clears throat> definitely, definitely sad. Kane pretty much got there. Kane Velasquez, you know, when he was going to fight in Gano, I knew he was going to lose. I knew that was a bad fight for him. You know, a lot of people, I think they were, they were just hanging on to like old Kane. And um, too many injuries and 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 wear and tear, you know. And and he's aged. Um, I don't know. Everybody ages differently. Kane, I think, is like what he just turned forty. He must be like early forties or forty, and he looks so much older. <clears throat> it's crazy, man. Um, there's a lot of factors for that, like diet, stress, um, lack of sleep, just like your base genetics for like aging. <laughs> But um, yeah, man, Kane looks rough. Speaking of Kane, man, I feel so terrible, <clears throat> so terrible for him. <clears throat> I don't even. Oh my god, it's such a it's such a dark case and so screwed up. But like, I, I kind of like don't even want to touch on it. <laughs> like, man, it's just <clears throat> I feel terrible for him because most people would probably react the way he did. You know, lose lose their minds. Um. Well, let me rephrase that. Most people would, I'm sure, emotionally feel the way he did, like lose their minds, right? But I'm not sure if most people would like necessarily do what he did because, you know, apparently he chased his car down with with the perpetrator in it. Um, It was like an 11-mile chase. Um, He was crashing into the car and whatnot and cornered them, like shot the car up. Like I think like three, at least three shots hit the car and he wound up like hitting the stepdad of this like dude, the one that, you know, the dirt bag that did what he did. And, you know, oh man, I'll be surprised if they, if Kane gets off light because the way that the court system and the laws on the look at it is they're going to look at the, the potential for innocence being killed or injured, you know, based on his reckless actions and they might be a little bit lenient and sympathetic, you know, on on the situation based on like what caused them to act that way. But man, I think they're gonna make an example of him. I I really I really do. They they're they're talking about I'm I'm reading like some people are saying like life. I'm like life. <clears throat> they're saying like life. They're saying uh 15 years minimum if he's convicted. It's it's sad because now there's multiple uh, bad things that happen, you know? Like, I don't even know. Was it his daughter or was it his niece? Like, who was it that got affected? Um, I don't even want to use certain words. <laughs> this, this is crazy, man. It's just so repulsive. Um, <clears throat> But, yeah, now it's mul- multiple tragedies because that occurred. And now he's probably facing really hard time. And now his family is going to be without a father, you know, they're going to be without him. He's going to be in jail. It's crazy. It's crazy. Harvey says, I noticed has nothing to do with MMA, but where's LeBron James and all of those celebrities to support Ukraine <clears throat> or even what happened in Cuba <clears throat> or, the, or the, do they only care about themselves? I bet LeBron won't, won't talk about the slaves making his clothing brand. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with celebrities, guys, and that whole circle. Like, I'm not them, you know. Um, I'm not in their position. Uh, I'm not in their circles. But 
you know, a lot of those elites, this is weird, man. It's weird. It's like they support what they want to support. You know, they pick and choose. I mean, this tragedy is like all around the world. Like there's things that happen and nobody bats an eyelash. There's no, nobody does anything. You know, it's like they pick and choose what to cry about, you know, what to support. And you're right. You're right. It's just, it's crazy, man. You see like a bunch of shit going on in the world and nobody, nobody speaks up about about anything. And the Ukraine situation is this, it's, it's sad. You know, it's, it's, it's sad as far as like a humanity aspect that here we are in 2022 and we still have war, you know, and, and, and two groups that are so closely related, you know, Ukraine and Russia, my God, like, you know, there, there's family and friends like associated in each country and they're over here, Russia's invading Ukraine. Um, it's crazy. I just hope the conflict ends, you know, uh, there's already been death and destruction. The last thing I saw was, <clears throat> I guess Russia, like Russian tanks were targeting um, nuclear power plants and they were like um, firing shells at them. <clears throat> and one of the plants, I guess um, the, radi- the radiation levels were up. Um, I think it was like four plants or something like, or cores. I, f- I don't know. I'm not a freaking nuclear scientist, but they were saying like three of them were damaged and there was like a like radiation levels are like elevated and to my understanding like these particular plants they they can't blow up it's not going to be like a nuclear bomb where they explode but there'll be like serious radiation leaks which will still cause death and basically make the land useless for like years and years i think possibly decades it's crazy i mean i think they're targeting their nuclear plants uh to cut off the like power pretty much like cripple them it's, I don't even know what to say. Harvey says, I feel bad for what Cain did and probably would have done the same, <clears throat> but he shot the innocent man and not the pedo. So he's going to do time. <clears throat> yeah. I was having like some discussions about this, even to the point where, uh, you know, I got into some nasty back and forth with uh, somebody online and, and, and it got kind of crazy. And I came out of pocket and, and said things out of my face and they said things out of their face. And we were talking crazy like we were going to fight or something, <laughs> you know, um, but it got cleared up. I apologize for my end and uh, like kind of pretty much basically the other person did as well. Um, you know, because there was like a stance <clears throat> where if you're like around the predator, if you're like, you know, basically like to, to cut to the chase, since it's his stepfather, the assumption was that like he, he knew what was going on and he's just as bad as like the, the predator. And I, I disagree with that because it's kind of like, you know, that's an assumption. Like we don't, you don't know that, you know what I mean? Hold on a sec, guys. I just got to get this spammer out of here. Give me one second, guys. I just got to boot somebody. All right, I'm back. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Where was I? Oh, yeah. So where was I? Oh, yeah. So the assumption was like the stepdad knew what was going on. But it's just that is an assumption. You know what I mean? And, you know, if the dude, you know, the fact is, is like Kane shot the wrong guy. You know, like. Like, you have to kind of assume that the guy's innocent, you know? So, it's just not a, it's not a good look for him. I mean, I don't think that this case is going to go well for him at all. The recklessness of it, you know, the potential for, like, innocence to get injured. 
Harvey says, yeah, they're attacking the largest nuclear power plant in the world. <clears throat> wow, that's crazy. Now, I'm not like a nuclear physicist, <laughs> but from what I read and, I, and from what I understand, like these particular plants, they can't blow up. So it's, it's not like a nuclear bomb situation where they damage it to the point where it's going to explode. Because if that happens, oh my God, that's really bad. We're talking about a whole city freaking destroyed, but... You know, the radiation leak is uh, is definitely, like, a big concern. <clears throat> and, like, what the hell's the main problem? Like, to, like, from what I was reading, if I get this right, it's because there was, like, a deal between Ukraine and Russia where Ukraine wasn't going to be a part of, like, NATO. And Russia feels threatened, um, you know, that, that if Ukraine is a part of NATO, that NATO's going to install like bases and have missiles in the vicinity of like Russia to like attack. I think it's more of like, that's pretty much it, right? The gist of it. Harvey says, yeah, man, that pic of Kane you posted on your community tab is tough, rough to look at. It is, man. It is. It's, it's, it's sad to see a former UFC champ like that. Like I never in my wildest dreams would think in 2022 from watching Cain Velasquez like throughout his career and being a fan of his, um, to me he's a legend of the sport. I never would think that I will wake up to read, you know, Cain Velasquez arrested on attempted attempted murder and possibly facing whatever it is, like minimum fifteen years in in prison. He looks man, seeing him in like that outfit, you know, chained up is it's crazy. It's crazy. I you know I hope. That given that nobody died, even though it was really reckless, but given that nobody died, I hope that they're a little bit lenient with his sentencing and maybe he's like, has to do like two years and then with good behavior, he's out and like in one, you know what I mean? So <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, Natil says, do you want Masvidal to win? <clears throat> um, I mean, I'm not going to lie, Natil. Hard is with Masvidal. I am a Jorge Masvidal fan. I like to do it a lot. I've been following him forever. I actually been following Jorge Masvidal since he was street fighting. Swear to God. Swear to God. I remember when that video came out. I remember when he was called Ponytail and nobody really knew who he was. I was into MMA and fighting at that time. And I wasn't like a little kid because I'm, I'm a little bit older. So I've been watching this guy's career forever. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jorge. I'm a big fan of Jorge, but even being a big fan, I legitimately, I try not to be biased. And, and I, and I've admitted many times already talking about the fight that Kobe should have the advantage. Like logically, you have to think Kobe's going to win. I'm going with my heart, my heart and gut that Jorge's going to pull it off. But definitely heart is with Masvidal, head is with Kobe. I don't really have like a, like a, I don't hate Kobe. I just, I don't really care for like his, you know, certain aspects of his trash talk. I do think he kind of goes too far. Um, Not even kind of, he goes too far. <laughs> so I'm not a fan of that, but I'm a fan of his fighting, man. That dude's a hell of a fighter. It's like you can't take that away from Kobe. He is he is a hell of a fighter. Natal says, Do you, um you think Kobe will fight Dustin? <clears throat> well, I think I think Masvidal kind of hit the nail on the head with that. I do feel like not not because necessarily Kobe think he's gonna lose, but I think 
Kobe's intelligent. He's intelligent with with his career. No matter like how he goes about it, he knows how to get attention on himself. He knows how to set things up. And I think Masvidal was 100% correct in stating that Kobe's setting up his next fight. Like win or lose, like he's setting up the next big grudge match, the next big fight. <clears throat> and how would how would Dustin do against um or how would Kobe do against Dustin? I think Dustin would do really well as far as like the stand-up. I'm gonna give the stand-up to Dustin Poirier 100%. I think Dustin Poirier is more polished. I think at 170, he's gonna have like even more power. Um, he's going to be super dangerous, uh, for Kobe to stand with on the feet, but I feel like Kobe will take him down. I feel like Kobe would take him down. I feel like Kobe will control him. And I probably honestly would give the edge to Kobe Covington to win that fight. <clears throat> Those are my honest thoughts on that. Dylan Dennis in the UFC. <coughs> hey, look, if CM Punk, CM Punk competed <laughs> and there's like a couple of other guys that are like, you will call lower tier. You know, um, if they competed and some of these guys like won fights, I mean, I think Dylan Dennis could probably win some fights because even though people don't like his personality and he does troll a lot and he's a character, um, he's got world-class BJJ. And if he gets a hold of you or he gets you down, like you're going to have a problem most likely. I mean, this guy, I believe I'm not mistaken, he went to decision with Gordon Ryan. And that says a lot because Gordon Ryan is arguably the greatest of all time in no-gi grappling. So Dylan Dennis is super legit on the ground. I mean, that's an understatement, but his striking is its not good. His striking is just not good at all. It's very, very amateur level. So, but how 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 he would do is hard to say. I don't really think he'll do well, to be honest with you. Like, he's definitely not going to be a contender. Not the way he's looking. <coughs> Natil says, um, bro, when I found out Mike Swick, when I found out Mike Swick uh, had cancer, I was heartbroken. Bro, me too. Me too. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Mike Swick's such, I mean, I don't know him personally, but he seems like such a nice guy. Um, he's interacted with me online. He interacts with the fans. He answers questions. He communicates with them. And I do believe that he does control his social media and his energy. He just, he's such a cool dude, man. I love Mike Quick Swick. And it's scary because you saw how ripped he was. Like Mike Swick is like, super great shape, super ripped. The dude is like jacked and he gets freaking throat cancer. You know, the body's crazy. Like you really, it's like Forrest Gump says, like life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. It's so true, man. You could be healthy one day and then some shit happens to you and you get multiple sclerosis. You get Parkinson's, you get cancer, you get a stroke, you get a heart attack. That's why it's good to like Make your peace with everybody while you're here. Try not to have enemies. Um, try to accomplish everything you want to accomplish. You know, your passions, your goals while, you, while you're here and you're, and you're healthy because you just, you never know what's going to happen. And, you know, I rant a lot. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I'm just venting. <clears throat> you know, I catch myself getting sucked into like negativity at times, arguing with people, aggression and, when I was younger, I was a lot more of a hothead and I was a lot more aggressive and kind of crazier. And as I matured, I calmed down because I realized like how short life is and, and, you know, you just have to appreciate every day and just chill out with that BS. Um, 
you know, you just never know what's going to happen to you. So I feel bad for Mike Swick, but to my understanding and from what I see from his page and following, um, he's doing a lot better. It looks like he's beating it. <clears throat> his cancer levels are down and, um, I think he's going to be all right. I think he's going to be all right. <clears throat> Natil says he was shredded, bro, bro. Swick was shredded. <laughs> I had, I told him too. He responded. I say he looks like Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve is like basically my favorite Superman. He's one of my heroes growing up. I said, bro, you look like Christopher Reeve. And it says, I saw a video of Dylan Dennis sparring and boxing. He had his hands, he had his hands behind his back. Laugh out loud. It was funny because he looked horrible. Yeah, he's, he's, Ah, man, you know, look, I'm not a pro fighter. <clears throat> I never even had amateur fights, but I but I have trained for a long time. I believe I got some boxing skill. I got some stand-up skill. Um, I know what I'm looking at. I've seen fights for decades. He's, he doesn't look good standing. He doesn't look good standing at all. Like, I believe people from the street might be able to put it on him standing. Just a tough, strong dude that hits hard. <laughs> Harvey Dent says living seems like uh, somewhat of a burden. <clears throat> In general, Harvey, is that what you mean? Like living, living is a burden. It is a burden. It is a burden because <clears throat> I'm getting a little bit older. Some of you guys are like a lot younger than me, and you know I'm not. I I feel good. I feel good. Don't get me wrong. Like physically, I don't feel any weaker. I'm able to do everything I I was able to do at twenty. Uh, my fitness levels are exactly the same, but I but I have noticed some changes, and it's a reality. It's a fact of life. We all get old. We all die. Um, I hate it. I try not to think about it. I'm not necessarily scared of it, but um, I certainly don't want it to happen anytime soon. <clears throat> and this is just a fact of life. We're all going to get old. We're all going to get sick. We're all going to die. You know, m- more than likely we're going to get sick. <laughs> like you're not going to go through life and be an old man without any ailments and then just pass away in your sleep. The odds are not with you. Like more than likely we're going to, we're going to get sick with something. And <clears throat> you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get super philosophical, but it just kind of makes you appreciate life more, you know, while things are good, really enjoy them while they're good. Be present in the moment, be appreciative, um, view life as a gift, view health as a gift because we're all going to get sick one day. And it gets to a lot of people. Some people can't handle it. And they view life as like super unfair and such a big burden that they get miserable. They just get miserable, you know, um, cause they focus on the bad. And you can't really do that. You just got to make the best of it while you're here. And um, it's just a part of life. Just a part of life. Harvey says, like, we're alive, but uh, here's all this shit thrown at us. Then we always remember someone has it worse than we do. (coughs) That's a fact, bro. I always say that. I hope I'm not sounding too preachy because I don't have all the answers to life. I really don't. I'm a student of life. I try to study life and... I try to figure this thing out, guys. And sometimes I, sometimes I feel like life is any, it's not even anything to be figured out. It's just meant to be lived, you know? I'm um, coming to that conclusion. But when I go through something bad personally, um, that helps me get by because I always say to myself, you know what? 
with as many people that are in the world, you know, um, the, the millions, billions really, um, throughout the, you know, from the beginning of mankind, somebody has went through the same exact thing you're going through at some point, whether it's mentally, whether it's like a situation and somebody made it through. And it's like, I never forgot this quote, what one man could do, another could do, right? So if somebody made it through and they figured it out and they, they were able to like persevere and move forward, so can you pretty much. So that thought has definitely helped me with a lot of situations. I always try to think about that and remember that when something shitty happens to me, I'm like, well, you know what? Somebody has been through this and they made it out. They made it out in one piece or, or alive, you know, alive. And, you know, I could do that too. So kind of corny, but that's, that's what I really believe in. <clears throat> Natal says, bro, Lomachenko is fighting in Ukraine. That's so sad. Dude, I saw that. The Klitschko brothers, um, they stood behind. They're battling Lomachenko. I saw him in, his, in, a, in a uniform in fatigues. It's crazy, man. Like, all life is valuable. Nobody's more special than, than uh, Usyk. No, no one's more special than another person or more valuable, but I'm not going to lie. Like, if one of those dudes die, definitely going to hit me a little bit. It's going to hit me. It's truly tragic. Truly tragic. I just hope, like, there's peace soon. Something gets figured out. But, my friends, uh, it's almost an hour. And um, that's kind of like the norm and the usual for these lives. I'm probably going to watch Raised by Wolves. Probably going to have a beer and chill out. Um, I'm hanging out with some friends. My my best friend tomorrow and his wife or my girl. We're going to have, like, um, a late lunch. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back in time to watch the fights. So, um, and then Sunday's Batman, <clears throat> but you guys have a great night. Have a great day. Once again, guys, thank you so much for being so supportive and super cool with me on the channel. Um, I know you guys help the channel. You share stuff, you, you, you know, you comment you like, and the traction, no matter what's going on now, I think the channel is getting frozen up right now. I have no idea what I said or what I did, but that's okay. I'm still going to put out content. And as long as you guys appreciate, like the content, not appreciate it. If you guys like the content, I'll keep putting it out and I'll stick around. So, cause, cause I honestly love talking about MMA and creating. So I'm not going to go anywhere that that's my main motivation first and foremost. But, um, thanks guys. And, um, I'll catch you guys on the next live until then. Please take care. All right. Later guys.